Hello and welcome back to Nighttime Nostalgia. I want to begin by thanking you for the positive feedback. It means the world to me. So tell someone else about the show. Write a review and make sure to subscribe for updates on the content. I also want to know more about the topics that you'd like for me to explore, so email me at nighttimenostalgia100 at gmail.com. That's nighttimenostalgia100 at gmail.com. Alright, so last episode we discussed this idea of balance. Just a reminder to pay more attention to the important areas of your life, to promote happiness and increase your chance of success. So this week we're going to shift gears a bit. Let's talk about the role that you were born to play. Your why. Now I strongly believe that every person on this planet wakes up driven by purpose, or at least that desire to find one. Now some of us are blessed. We find our purpose early on, drives us it. Motivates us, sometimes keeps us awake at night, but gives us that comfort of knowing that we have something to reach for. Some of us spend a lifetime searching, trying different things, not necessarily finding our niche, and may unfortunately die without the satisfaction of filling that void. Then there's the rest of us, and we think we found our purpose, but we haven't scratched the surface. Now I went back and forth with this idea, whether or not I had it all together. But the more exposure I got, the more I realized the distance between me and my purpose. The career, the home, the car, just a rung on the ladder. It's not the top. Instead of being in the mentorship role or working with an elderly group of people like I envisioned, I got caught up maintaining instead of impacting. So my purpose was sidetracked. So I had to start making some decisions. What moves you? If I stop speaking right now, turned the microphone in your direction, and I asked you, what were you born to do? How would you respond? First time I asked myself that question, I came up with a couple of cliche responses. You know, hey, I'm here to make a difference. I want to be a good spouse and parent, provide for my family. I always knew it should be more. But at the time, I hadn't explored much, so I had to do a quick overview just for perspective. So... My dad moved from the southernmost island of the Bahamas to the northernmost island, which would be like moving from a small city to a medium-sized city. Now, he happened to visit his cousin at just the right time of day when my mom and her best friend were playing stickball. Now, that encounter led to a relationship, to love, to marriage, to my siblings and me. There's no way that those events happened for us to shift into neutral and coast to the end, right? The lessons, the ups, the downs, the, the falls, the triumphs, they all got to be used as fuel to accept more than this hamster wheel is our fate. I want to leave my kids with a legacy, man, how to excel, because anyone could exist. So I started getting anxious. I'm starting to question everything I did. Should I have switched majors? Did I stay at that last job too long? The achievements couldn't fill the void anymore. So, so what was next? How do I do me? If I could go back and change my shoulda, woulda, coulda, what would I have done differently? So I got inspired to develop this set of guidelines. I wanted to learn more from my mistakes, find those avenues to avoid repeating them, and then trade playing it safe for purpose. So let me share them with you. All right, number one, branding. Your brand is your trademark, that the things that you're known for, things that people are attracted to and I guess can sometimes be turned off by. But it's important nonetheless. So picture this. If you're walking somewhere on a hot day, and you see someone drinking from a red can with white labeling. Even if you can make up the words. 
chances are you're going to assume that that person is drinking a Coca-Cola, right? That company's quality and the consistency, they made them recognizable, no matter where you are on the planet. I didn't have that, but I wanted that. At the time, I was just known for being a quiet guy. You know, I had different labels because I didn't do the best at defining myself. Church family saw me as reserved. Friends saw me as a bit outspoken. Co-workers, I guess, highlighted more work ethic and then my relationships got to see the softer side. But I never put much thought into representing or standing for something. So how do you move from being all over the place to a recognizable force? I wasn't the open type, so I wasn't into sharing and this posed a challenge. Like, I guess you ever visited someone's house and got the grand tour of just a portion of their home? Now, you know they didn't clean everywhere because the moment you got to, close to a space that wasn't prepared, they started jump in front of you like they were protecting some government secret. That used to be me. I only showed the parts that I was most comfortable with. But in order to build that brand, there's a level of exposure that you got to endure. So first things first, accept your purpose. I love the idea of working with and helping people. I learned, I saw different perspectives, and the interactions shaped me over time. Despite the fulfillment I felt, I worked in corporate capacity for the majority of my career. We make ourselves believe that there's only one path to success, so we follow it even when it takes us away from what we are meant to do. Now, you're not too old to switch careers. You can still chase a dream. Rely on your passion to be your compass. Dive head first into it. You know, like we talked about in the Balance and Knack episode, even when we know what we want, we struggle with how much effort we should put forth. Fair causes us to play it safe, and you're not going to get the results that you want if you go half speed. Now, if you believe in something wholeheartedly, if you, if you can't live without it, if that idea shows up in every aspect of your life, it's worth going all in. It's a difficult position to be in, man. You know, you're leaving the comfort of the known for the unknown. But it beats being stuck in a position or place that you know you don't belong. I do the 9 to 5 every day, waiting, hoping to knock off so I can get to my real purpose. Now, whether you find out today or 10 years from now, it's never too late to reposition, live out that passion. This is where you start to establish your true identity. So number two, push or your drive. I now know who I am, but where am I going? At the time, I lacked that inspiration. Just like we talked about in the Get in the Car episode, my need for comfort outweighed my need for growth. Now, even though I knew the things I wanted, I struggled with that ability to get in gear. I lacked that perseverance. You know, I, I didn't push myself to that payoff. I mean, this podcast, for example, it stayed in thought or theory form for way longer than it should have. I got caught up trying to fight, find the right microphone, the perfect desk, a comfy chair. I had no idea if it would even be successful or not of anyone would care for that matter. But the small details kept me away from the big picture. Now, in order to activate your drive, you have to realize a few things. Make sure you understand your desire before you begin your pursuit. Research as much as you can. Get a clear understanding. Because the hurdles that you're going to encounter can stifle your motivation if you're chasing someone else's dream. You'll never, ever get your ducks in a row. The illusion that there's a right time to do something has killed more dreams than you can fathom. Once you've identified the direction you need to head in and you have the minimum tools to be successful, attack. 
the rest falls into place as you learn and adapt and adjust. Expect opposition along the way. By now, you know how life works. There's no such thing as a perfect path. Just people willing to make the best with the hand that they've been dealt. It's easier to dodge a punch if you can anticipate it coming. Now, finding my purpose had less to do with the conditions and more to do with the bravery to make that move. Take that first step. Develop your idea of direction. So number three, exercise your voice. You know, I'm going to say that again. Exercise your voice. Anyone who knows me know that I'm, for the most part, I'm a low-key guy. Now, I try not to waste words, so when I speak, I want to make it count. But that wasn't always the case. If the saying, a closed mouth don't get fed, was literal, back in the day, I'd die of starvation. But several incidents of regret started to change my outlook. But one in particular, with an old co-worker of mine, stood out more than most. Now, at the time, I had this brash, annoying, loud mouth of a boss, always boasting about what he thought were accomplishments. Couldn't recognize anyone else, let alone their problems. So, one day we're in this meeting, and I mean, I'm daydreaming about chucking my chair at the window and making a run for it. But I got brought back to reality when he got elevated and heated. All because my coworker asked him a question that he didn't have the answer to. Now, my instinct told me to speak up for her, but I didn't. I watched her struggle, man, that entire week. You know, she was dealing with personal and family issues. It was affecting her performance. And now she had this added pressure of a petty boss that wanted to bully her because he felt that she bruised his ego. I didn't even care about the job. So if he fired me, I might have given him a hug. But I stayed quiet. And I regret that to this day. Now I have two daughters who I'd want the world to treat fairly and hope that someone stands up for them if a coward attacks. Frankly, we have a responsibility to speak up, not only for ourselves, but for others. Take a long, hard look at the world around you. Racism, hateful rhetoric, it's all alive and well. Flooding your timelines, flooding your news feeds. The small-minded are spitting venom with pride. And then those of us who should be the voice of reason are just now starting to gain steam. Now, I complained about the extinction of revolutionaries often. And I realized that the only way to replace lames with legends is to speak up. Realize your ability. So number four, team. Be mindful of the people you surround yourself with, man. That saying, birds of a feather flock together, that came about for a reason. So I knew this girl once. Well, I guess we all know this girl. Smart, personable, never knew a stranger. Always ready to light up the room with a smile. She was ambitious, driven, but she couldn't shake her attraction to guys that lack vision for nothing. I mean, that guy that's comfortable with good enough, who's not going to change for anyone or anything. She watched entrepreneurial ventures fall flat. She struggled with her finances, and she couldn't catch a break. You know, he started to overshadow her ideas. You know, he specialized in discouraging her, all because she was being loyal to him, ironically enough. Now, we touched on this in a couple of the shows, actually, but her experience confirmed, I believe, that you can't achieve dreams without the support of a genuine group of people in your corner. Every single one of us has limits to our strength. So you need to know that even if you have the best intention to pull someone up, sometimes their weight can pull you down. Surround yourself with like-minded people. People who share your ambition, who 
want to pass on knowledge and can contribute to your goals. Now, I'm not saying that you should run at the first sign of a flaw because, you know, your presence can be a blessing in someone's life. And there are some people who are willing to change. But be sure you know how to cut ties. The moment their presence becomes a hindrance rather than assistance, get going. Choose your support wisely. So number five, dream big. So there was a time in my life when I limited myself, which made no sense since society categorizes us by stuffing us in a box anyway. Whether it be social economic status, sexual orientation, academic, whatever. You're judged, then you're asked to pick a side so that you can help the world understand you. Now you could play your role and settle into one of those categories. You could think outside of the box or you could dream big and realize that the box doesn't exist. So how, how do you dream big? Now, it's very difficult to close my eyes and envision more for myself, especially when the world we live in demands that you watch your back and stay alert. You have to realize that you're worth more than you give yourself credit for. Realizing a dream comes from your ability to endure. Now, if you don't believe you deserve it, who else will? Your ideas, your desires, they stay theoretical until you decide to manifest them. Now, transitioning from a dream to reality, it takes action. You have to actually identify your dream, understand the people and things that you'll need to accomplish, and then put a plan in action. And more importantly, hold yourself accountable with time frames. Now, I've lost track of the conversations I've had with friends and loved ones who all talked about the things that we want to achieve. And most of us retreat in fear. Who's to say that you don't become the next big idea or become a difference maker in the world? Every single success story that I've ever heard of sort of referred to a time when goals seemed impossible or out of reach. Now, Malcolm X used to be an inmate. He had to rebrand himself before he found his message. Steve Jobs had to dream big in order to get out of his garage and revolutionize computers and telecommunications. Oprah learned to exercise her voice to pull herself up from what most of us would call an impossible situation of adversity. And they've all succeeded by impacting the world as we know it. At some point in time, you have to decide to cuddle with the rest of the sheep or roar like a lion. Realize your purpose. So number six, manage your time. When you kill time, you ever wonder if it'll fight back? Your time could be your greatest asset or your worst enemy. Because if you don't manage it, it'll manage you. Now recently I had to change out my stove and microwave and I didn't get to hang the microwave right away. So one day turned into three weeks and work obligations piled up, yard work was waiting, and I guess my wife started to run out of patience. Now I could have told her to use it right where I said it, but then I had to rename the podcast to Love Life Without a Wife or How to Cook Dinner for One. The point of the matter is, do while you may instead of when you must. Cliche as it may be, time waits for no man. So while you're trying to achieve goals, while you're trying to make sense of the world around you, the show goes on in the background. So mismanaging your responsibilities can keep you away from your purpose. Learn to control your time. So number seven, expand. If you do nothing else, stay true to yourself and realize those goals. But when you do, Make the biggest impact by sharing this knowledge. 
I talk a lot about the things that I wish I had accomplished and the areas that I fell down in. And I always see myself passing this knowledge, this, these lessons on to my daughters. About a day after I expressed that to my wife, she calls me upstairs to watch a video. She found a video of uh, Pastor Miles Monroe. Now, in the video, he was describing a dream that he had. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but the gist was that he was attending the funeral of a popular track and field athlete. The man was dressed like he was ready to run a relay, and he had this baton clutched tight in his hands. Now, the baton represented the knowledge that he had acquired over the years, and the casket represented his willingness to take it to the grave rather than pass it on. Don't hold on so tight that you're willing to die before you share knowledge. It's meant to be passed on, so give it freely. It could mean the difference between someone finding their purpose or embracing death without one. So now you found a duty or your responsibility. So number eight, be humble. Before you're able to address anything in this life, you got to be alive to do so. I personally believe that every day that we're blessed with breath in our lungs is God's way of granting you the opportunity to be great. That greatness comes by realizing your purpose of being an ambassador of his will and living an example of triumph over defeat and success, fulfillment. Now, I'm big on plans, especially on the weekend. And, you know, a lot, I like to do a lot of things with my family, but a thought hit me last Friday. I plan every event with so much confidence. And I have no promise or uh, no word that I'll even be around to see the plans to fruition. I shy away from the things that I actually have complete control over, like free will to be, become more, become more than ordinary. So we seem to have things backwards. At the very least, you're going to live and die. Your reason for being comes from the things that you do in between. We have to fight our primal instinct to simply exist. Birds fly and fish swim, because that's what they were made to do. What will people say about you? More things and people that you can imagine came together to give you a shot. The lights are on. The camera is rolling. Know your role. Brand yourself to gain your identity. Push yourself in the right direction. Exercise your voice and realize your ability. Surround yourself with a legitimate team. Reveal your purpose by dreaming big. And then control your time while before you're controlled by it. Pay it forward by sharing your recipe for success and stay humble. So at this point in the show, I'd usually give a brief overview of the next episode, but I wanted to switch it up a little bit. Take a look at your suggestions. So I'll give you a quick update with a bonus episode ASAP. But for now, enjoy your week and we'll talk soon. <laughs>